0: girl welcome to woman talk to god woman talk to god was created for women who see their need for a savior community and a safe place to talk about all things we as women care about and as much as we hope you enjoy listening and learning from this podcast it is not meant to be a substitute for your weekly fellowship with your local church body friends, today on the podcast, we have Christine Hoover. I first learned about her from a dear friend who disciples me weekly. I was telling her that I struggle with friendships, and she encouraged me to read a little book titled Messy, Beautiful Friendship. I didn't read it right away. I actually waited a whole year later but when I did, I wanted to meet this person who knew my struggle, and I can't believe that today I'm speaking with her. Christine Hoover is a woman that loves the Lord. She is a pastor's wife, mom of three boys, speaker, author of several books, and she also has a podcast titled By Faith Podcast. Christine, your book, messy, beautiful friendship. The Lord used it to convict me, heal, and encourage me when I needed it the most. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat it up. Thanks with for today. having
1: me, Sean. And that's very encouraging to hear. I guess you can resonate a lot with my own life. So I'm sure I'll get to share some about that today.
0: I can't wait to learn. <laughs> um, so what made you write a book on friendship from a biblical perspective? Well,
1: I am much like what you just shared. If I would had been honest with someone in my own life in my 20s and early 30s, I would have said the same thing that you said to your uh, mentor. I would have said friendship is one of the hardest things for me. I struggle with it. I have tears about it, and I don't understand why. And I think in those years, I thought I was the only woman that struggled with friendship, and I kind of compared my my experience of friendship as an adult with my experience as a college student or even younger, where friendship just kind of happened, and it was easy. I didn't have to put a lot of effort into it. But then suddenly, my adult years, I felt very lonely. I had a lot of insecurities that were coming up. And it was through that time that I picked up a little book called Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he just kind of read my mail and just showing me that I had a lot of uh, misunderstandings and actually ideal um, standards that I had for people who were around me. And I was disappointed by the reality of Uh, real people in my life and Mm -hmm. and disappointed with what I felt like God was withholding from me. And I was even disappointed with myself and the ways that, you know, my own insecurities and my my own personal struggles. And so through that time, just reading that book, uh, I began to realize that I needed to do some things differently in regards to friendship. And it was at that time also that we moved to a different state. And so I, I remember specifically thinking that I had a, a do-over when it came to friendship. And I was going to I was gonna do it differently. And so I made some really intentional decisions about um, being an initiator and um, being vulnerable, which was some, both of those things were things I had struggled with before. And in that, I realized as I started getting to know other women and having conversations, and I'm a pastor's wife, so people would share things with me about their own struggles. And what I found is that they... They had the same struggles that I did with friendship. This is a very common issue for women, but we don't talk about it. And so, and and so as I started having those conversations, I realized this is something I really am passionate about, and I want to talk about it. And so I, I wrote the book from that perspective of just saying, hey, I've been there, and I understand the struggle, but also here's some things that I have learned about it that I would want you to know.
0: Well, you definitely read my read.
1: <laughs> blown away when I read this book.
0: Totally. How did you come up with the name for it? Because that also was just like,
1: okay, (laughs) well, I actually struggled a lot with it. Um, And I, I, to be honest, I'm not the person who came up with the title. Um, But whenever Mm. my editor suggested it, I thought that's it. That's, that's what I'm trying to convey that friendship (laughs) is, is a beautiful gift. But it doesn't come without difficult things, hard things, messy things, having to work through uh, sometimes conflict and misunderstanding and um, fighting for time with friends. I mean, there's just so many hard things about it. So I thought that title was really perfect when she suggested it. And we went with it. definitely um, tells what friendship should look like and
0: what it is because I had a false impression of what. Friendship look like. I didn't
1: think that friendships
0: should be messy. I thought they should just be beautiful yeah. and be
1: fun. And yeah. I think <laughs> most people think that. I mean, and that's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that really resonated with me as he says that we have this, this wish dream, is what he calls it, of Christian community that we try to realize it for ourselves. And so we're, then we're constantly disappointed with reality because the wish dream we have is one of, of idealistic, perfectionistic standards. Yeah, indeed.
0: Well, I truly enjoyed the whole book, but due to time, I can't go through chapter by chapter as much as I would like to. But what I have done is taken out chapters from each part, which is your book is um, divided into five parts. So uh, we're just going to go through some of those. And of course, I'm going to hear some of your favorite parts of the book towards the end. But part one, A New Vision for Friendship chapter four, messy, beautiful friendship. Um, Could you expand and give us your thoughts on chapter four, messy, beautiful friendship? Chapter
1: four, messy, beautiful friendship. Um, Well, I just wanted to uh, talk about, again, the, the difficult parts of friendship, that our definition of biblical friendship should include the messy part that there are going to be times where we're disappointed by people and there are going to be times where we disappoint people and that's what I started the chapter with it's just a story of someone who wrote me an email and expressed disappointment in me and realizing that it's not just that that I get hurt but that I also hurt others and so I have to in part of my definition of friendship which we don't often think about is that we need to be ready to uh, confess and repent. And, um, you know, the, the part of part of friendship is that embracing friendship means embracing that there's going to be difficulties. But we also are going to be willing to work through those things.
0: Yeah, matter of fact, I have also received an email such as that. And it left me in tears because I just couldn't believe that I heard a friend like me hurt someone no I don't never want to hurt anyone I don't want to uh, offend anyone and when I realized I did um again I did exactly what you spoke about in the book I kind of moved back I didn't want to move forward in it I just wanted to leave it alone hope it would just go away and let you know and everything would be okay yeah. but it didn't and I had to confess sin, and I had to look at how I hurt her um other than wanting to be like no but it's your fault. right uh, you did right this, you know Yeah. so that chapter alone was just um convicting that was a huge convicting piece for me um and like you also said friendships are risky friendships are not easy um friendships will disappoint us and we will disappoint them and when you mentioned that piece like I mentioned before I was just bawling at this time and Mm. it took me to talk with that friend
1: Um, and confessed uh, my sin and how I had hurt her. I'm so glad you did that because I think what we generally, you you hit it right on the nail on the head, is a big factor, especially, I don't know why, but especially in Christian friendships, we think to deal head on with conflict is really not what we should do. Like conflict, we shouldn't have conflict. But so what we do is we just kind of slowly back away, distance ourselves, and we never deal with the real issue. So we just bounce from, friendship to friendship and never really dealing at the heart level with some of our own issues that that we need to deal with so I'm so gl- I'm so glad <sighs> you did that and it gives you an opportunity to restore the friendship Another piece that you that kind of resonated with me
0: um in this chapter well you said actively pursuing friendship without looking for anything in mm-hmm. return you mentioned that um Grace may not be, we we may extend grace, but grace may not be um, extended back to us. And to not have, not to be looking for anything in return.
1: I think that's hard. And the only way I can do that, and the only way we can do that is to really know the love of God, that we are secure in him and that perfect friendship can only come from him. So if we're really, you know, abiding in Christ and cultivating that relationship, then we can go toward others and serve them and forgive them without, you know, being super. Um, I mean, of course, we're going to be disappointed, but we can. It doesn't just um, devastate us when those things happen, because we do know that we're secure in Christ.
0: Yeah, indeed. And that was the
1: other thing that I
0: enjoyed about reading your book overall is that you're constantly pointing us back to Christ, like not to be looking for something within ourselves or that thing from our yes, friends.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next chapter is part two threats to friendship. Chapter six ashes of insecurity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it actually made me write a list of things that I know that I struggle mm. with and look back at as to how I treat my friendships mm. and my thoughts towards them. So, could you expand on this
1: chapter? As sure. Well? well, this was, I wrote this actually with my friend who used to be my neighbor. She's since moved away, but. We wrote this together. Actually, we gave this as a talk at our church. So we, that's how this started. But we had a very tumultuous relationship. And some of that was because, I would say, most of it was because of our insecurities that we did not share with each other, mm-hmm. but we were dealing with personally. And so she writes from her perspective of what she was thinking in relation to me. And I write from my perspective what I was thinking in relation to her. And so you just see our insecurities laid out big time. Uh, And once we finally talked about those things, we realized how much our relationship had been poorly affected by our insecurities and acting on them, making assumptions about each other rather than actually like sharing the insecurities and and connecting over Mm -hmm. them. And so that was a big, um, that was a big light bulb moment for me of just realizing this person is there for my growth and sanctification and mine for her, but because of our insecurities, it's keeping us apart. And so we did have that conversation. It was really hard. And I honestly didn't want to have it. She was the one pursuing me, but, um, <laughs> but we did, we had it. And the first conversation didn't go well because of me. Um, I'll take the blame for that. And then we had another <laughs> conversation. I went to her then ready to, I, God had done a lot of work in my heart, but just to talk to her and to ask for her forgiveness. And, um, so it was really, really, helpful for me that relationship has been a, a huge um point of, for me learning more about friendship and the hard parts but really be re- willing to address and to walk straight into those hard things uh, is really good it's risky but it's good yeah um
0: you mentioned about comparison assumption expectations and validation Yeah, and <laughs> when you was going through those i was like oh my goodness because i struggle
1: with you know, comparison in different seasons of life. I think that's a huge thing that keeps women apart: is assumptions about other women that we categorize them and we think, oh, well, they mm-hmm. look different than d- look differently. Sorry, can't get it out. Look differently than me, <laughs> or they have made different decisions than I made about life and parenting and whatever. And so we think that they think all these negative things about us, but we don't even know. We don't. We haven't even given them the chance because we haven't tried to understand them know them connect with them um so it can we can develop these insecurities over things we've made up in our heads
0: yeah and it definitely divide us in ways and like you said first of all we're not sharing the insecurities as we should because then we're being more vulnerable and that is so hard to be like hey i'm struggling with um seeing you in a light that's not you know or I'm struggling with comparing myself to yeah. you or those are real vulnerable oh, yeah. Things,
1: or those are really vulnerable. <laughs> I had to do that even recently with a friend of mine to say, "Hey, I I've, I've really I mean, I knew I was supposed to say this. I don't know that we should always say this to people, but mm. I I'm struggling with envy of you, of en- envy of your mm. other relationships mm. and whoa, that was hard for me to admit, but it it was affecting my relationship with her and she knew it, but she didn't mm. know why. So it was hurting her wow. but yeah I think having those conversations can be really helpful another
0: piece that you mentioned in this part too was wounds are nursed and not mm. forgiven I was like oh my goodness <laughs> oh my gosh yes so much truth to that and in, in my own life how um easily it'd be like okay I forgive you or I will say it but I'm not really given much thought in doing, you know, in really yeah. forgiving. So I'm um, just nursing it and not and then when we're revisiting it or my heart is still feeling a certain way about it, then I'm like, oh, it's because I didn't actually forgive. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Obviously we know that when it's not done, it somehow yes. reappears. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> if if I find myself having an imaginary conversation in my head with the person over and over and over, it's not it's not done. <laughs> I need I need to deal with it. And it may just be dealing with it privately with the Lord, but Sometimes it's that I need to go and, and ask a person for forgiveness, or I need to, t- to let them know that something really is, has hurt me. And um, so, yeah, I think that's a good indication. If you keep thinking of something over and over and over, you need to deal with it in some way. So
0: moving on to part three, discovery and deepening yeah. friendship, chapter
1: 14.
0: You talk about choosing your friends wisely. Yes. Um,
1: could you expand on that? Yes. Well, and when I, I think there are different k- levels of friendship. So of course you're going to be friends with non-believers. We're going to be friends with our neighbors. We're going to be friends with a lot of different people. And so when I talk about choosing friends wisely, I'm thinking of those inner circle people who have influence in your life that you allow to have influence. In other words, who do you go to when you need deep wisdom, biblical wisdom, those kinds of people we want to choose those influences wisely because Proverbs tells us that where the, wise, if you're around the wise, you become wise. And if you're around fools, you become a fool. And so we want to choose those people that we reveal our innermost thoughts and emotions. to. So we want to choose them very carefully and purposefully.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> you also mentioned stewarding friendships. Well, um, and, how we can't be intimate with everyone and I think I struggle with that like I'm looking for in all my friendships for me to be able to be very vulnerable and I'm looking for that in them as well like um and this could be said in my own heart but I'm like if I'm being very vulnerable with you I'm expecting for you to be very vulnerable with me or sometimes I will withhold because I feel like they're not being vulnerable yeah
1: yeah and I think that's okay I don't think that we just put out everything you know before everyone um, but but I think we should always think about trying to go first in vulnerability because that really is an invitation that you're placing on the table for that person to return the vulnerability and if they don't for whatever reason maybe they're not there maybe there's some things going on with them that's okay but for the people that are returning that vulnerability I think that, That is them accepting the invitation of friendship and, and those, those are gifts and take them. Right. So make time for those friends. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this and she said, you know, there's several people where I feel like I'm giving and I'm giving and there's not much in return. And I said, well, do you have people who do give in return? And she said, yes. And I said, Mm -hmm. good. Those are friends that you want to make sure you always have time for. (laughs) Don't stop giving to the people who don't have anything to give in return. But make sure you're spending time with those life-giving friends.
0: Wow, that is so good. You also mentioned a piece which I I laughed at a little bit in the book because you said calling someone a friend, like, you you know, writing their names down. But then when you talk to them, you're calling them friend and you're thanking them for being a friend. But what happens when that when you're thinking that they're a friend but they don't see you as a friend and you said that that would give them the opportunity to run (laughs) okay she's calling me a friend but I don't see her as a friend so yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah well I think I mean I think there is I mean we're not dating our friends but there is kind of a sense of that sometimes of like I'm having a DTR with you I don't I mean I don't know if you know what that phrase is but defining the relationship like I'm I'm trying to define the relationship by throwing that word out there. And, you know, sometimes they may not feel the exact same way, but that's okay. But I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I mean, I think hopefully your listeners are getting the theme of, I just want to be one who goes first. I want to initiate. I want to put myself out there. But it's okay if things don't turn out exactly the way I hoped and hope it to be.
0: Mm-hmm exactly part four being a friend chapter 20 faithful wounds speak the truth in love
1: it's right there in scripture that faithful are the wounds of a friend that uh that this is something a friend does if we truly love someone we are willing to address sin in their life and some of the times that sin is that they have hurt and wounded us whether unknowingly or knowingly and so I think we do have to have that in our, in our understanding of biblical friendship that there are going to be times. And I'm not saying this happens all the time. I think if it happens all the time, we're doing it wrong, but Mm -hmm. it's going to have, there's going to be times. And I would say there's a handful of times. This has been the case for me where I've needed to go to someone that I'm a friend with and say, Hey, I'm really worried about you. I'm concerned about this and I love you. And I feel like you're walking down a road uh, that's going to harm. It's going to be harmful for you. It's going to be destructive. And, and sometimes that has gone well. And sometimes that has not gone well, but I knew that God was asking me to do that. I knew I was the person that needed to say it, that I had a deep enough relationship with them and that I needed to go for their sake, for their good and say those things.
0: What kind of advice would you give someone who came out and just said, well, I I wouldn't want you to come to me if, you know, if I've done something to you or you see my sin, I would rather you just pray about it.
1: Nobody likes to be told that even if somebody comes in a loving way to me, I still get defensive. I don't want to hear it. But I think that the advice I would give to the person who's the friend of that person is to say, Go, wait and pray until you know that God is giving you the open window to say it. And also that your heart is in the right place, that you don't want to just be right, that you don't, you just, it's not because you've seen something and you know it's wrong and you are ready to, you know, you want to address it, but that your heart is in the right place of loving that person, that you're doing it for their sake. You're willing to be misunderstood. You're willing to, even for the friendship to be harmed because you care about that person and their spiritual health? Sometimes when we're
0: saying things to friends, it's not that, and I and I speak for myself, when I have had to say things to a friend, it's hard for me to also say it. Yeah. And I pray that a lot of times that they will see that it's not easy for me to come right. to them, um, that because they know my demeanor that I'm not you know, confrontational That it's taken like a lot for me to come to you. And a lot of times I'm praying that they would know that. And that um, it's because I do love them. That is, you know, and because, you know, being obedient to God's word, what he's telling us to do as far as when we see sin or we've been offended to do just yes. that. If not, we're walking now. Yes. sin. So, but it's so hard for me to say it. And I know as well, it's hard for them to hear it. So that's been like my prayer when I'm praying that they would see it both ways.
1: Yes, I I, totally, I totally agree. Part five, receiving friendship. That
0: within itself is awesome, but could you share with us wisdom from the Bible on friendship?
1: Uh, About receiving friendship? Yes. Yeah, well, well, I mean, part of that is the other hand or the other side of what we just talked about, that we, as a friend, we need to be willing to receive correction when our friends come to us and say, hey, I see something in your life or they give us advice that we don't necessarily want to hear that we're willing to consider what they're telling us and we're not defensive and we're not, we don't write them off immediately, but we listen and we take that correction. The Bible says people who do that are wise and it is good for us. And so we want to receive friendship in that way. But I think also that we are willing to receive um, help You know, I think about Galatians 6, 2, where it says, bear one another's burdens, that we would allow people in to bear our burdens. And that word burden there is not just an everyday responsibility, but it is something that is one person cannot carry on their own. So these are things in our lives that are emotionally draining, spiritually draining, um, you know, tragedies, crisis, but not just those things, but anything where we need the help of another person that we would be willing to receive, meaning ask for help from other people um, that we're friends with so I think those are those are two big things about receiving friendship it's not just about giving but it's about receiving and I I put those specific things in there because those are hard for us those are it's hard to ask for help in our in our individualistic culture in America it's hard to receive correction and and I also wrote a chapter about savoring friendship and receiving friendship the friendship that we do enjoy with thanksgiving and not being critical and, and and demanding but when people do engage us with friendship that we are thankful for that that we receive it and we thank god that he has put that person in our life
0: yeah we often take for granted the gifts that god give us and friendships are definitely a gift and i'm starting to appreciate the ones that the lord has given me each day, more and more, um, as Good. I am getting older, just appreciate the friendships that you have. Um, you know, we live in a culture that tells you that you don't need friends, or you don't need new friends, or you're too old to be making new friends. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need this. Yes, friends. we
1: all, we all. And this is a gift God has given us of community and fellowship, and I, I, I want to enjoy that as He has intended it. Which is where the messy part comes in. He. He has written that into the fabric of friendship in in our fallen world. And so, yeah, unwrap those gifts and enjoy them and be grateful to him for what he's given.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree. Like when we see our sinful nature and see that, you know, no one is perfect, that means our friendships won't be perfect, but we have grace and we continue to love and um, cherish these gifts in spite of that. yes, for sure. Well, what are some of your favorite chapters in a book? Because I can like the part on listening. There's so many good nuggets in this book. But if you could just share a
1: few before we close out. Oh, that's a good question. I, I think in writing the book, I, when I, I've written, it's been a few years since I wrote it. And so the things that stick out to me that I remember learning and really, really imprinting on me as I wrote it is that that as a Christian, the Bible speaks to me about more about how I befriend others than how they befriend me. And so there mm-hmm. is a joy and a satisfaction. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so there is a joy for me, and I'm going to enjoy relationships more if my focus is not on what people are doing for me but on what, how I am befriending and loving other people. That's really has stood out to me. And I mean, that is, you know, the golden rule. It should be, it should have stood out to me way more (laughs) way uh, before this, but I think I've come to really believe that. I think I used to not believe that I used to think I would be more content and happy in my relationships if I had people who really loved me well. And, I've come to really believe what the Bible says is true, that to focus on other people is it's going to be better for me. And so that stands out to me. And I think also the idea that friendship is ongoing, that friendship will outlast this world, that we will be in heaven as brothers and sisters. And so friendship will continue. You know, marriage is not going to continue in heaven we will, we will know one another. My, my husband always says, you know, we'll love each other better there than we ever did as husband and wife, <laughs> but our friendships will continue. And so we will enjoy perfect friendship in heaven. And I think that stands out to me too that this longing that we have for, for deep, uh, secure, lasting friendship is a longing that will be fulfilled not here in heaven one day. And so I think there's an aspect of longing to friendship that is good because it, it teaches us to long for the fulfillment in heaven of being with God and being with his people.
0: Mm. Now, Christine, I cannot thank you enough for your book. It was really God used you and your gift of writing it to um, help me definitely when I needed it. It also speared me on to good works Um, I started putting on my calendar time to spend with my friends I went out looking for friends and wanting to better serve others and it just opened my heart and my eyes to see you know Christ in the book like just wanting to be used for his glory and not be so self-centered about friends being what Hmm. I need
1: that's so encouraging to me I'm so that is why I wrote it. So I, I'm so thankful to hear that. And I'm thankful for what you're doing with your, with your podcast. So press on, sister. I am trying to and cannot
0: close without saying thank you again. And if you would like to make friendships to glorify God, you need this book. If you are struggling with friendships, you need this book. If you have friends, you need this book. If you need friends, <laughs> you need this book. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, until the next time, my prayer is that we continue to see our need for our Savior, live in community, and live a fun, free life in Christ. And because we would love to hear from you, if you have any ideas or topics that you would like featured on this podcast, please connect with us via our IG page, or Facebook at Woman Talk to God. Bye, girl!